What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Warrior 5 Podcast. Back after an exciting weekend of football, both professional and college. We have a national championship set up, and we have the playoffs set up. But going back to college, Cash, and I know you're going to rub it in my face. I know you went perfect on your college picks. And yes, just see where I went biased on a couple of them. But the main one that I think shocked a decent amount of people was that Ohio State game. When we're going to touch on that here, going into it. Do you think it was more Clemson wasn't prepared? Or is this just that a six-win Ohio State team just showed everyone that, hey, we can play four games, three games, two games, 20 games. We're one of the best teams in the country. So what I think it was, was first Clemson has showed that their defense in the past, like even that Notre Dame game when they lost in overtime, that they will give up a lot of points in certain games. And the surprising thing is Ohio State's offense in the last, I don't know, three games was terrible. Because I think there was like a stat out there that Fields before that game was like four touchdowns, five interceptions in the last three games. Yeah, they've been carried by the run. And Trey Sermon, yeah. especially. But I think you can basically block this up for Dabo Sweeney for just making them that mad. Like, you you have them as the ranked, not me in the top ten. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. I, I don't... And, and he did go back and say that he didn't, or he's not going back on that, and he would he says it again even after the fact. He just feels that. And he tried to, to you know, save what he said by saying, that he felt if you only played five games, that wasn't a strong enough body of work. Not that they weren't good enough to be ranked number number three in the nation, which I'm like, okay, you kind of save yourself, but that's not really what you said. Well, it's also just bad timing. You wait to rank the teams after you play, you play yes, them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Because you, you... We were who they thought we were. <laughs> we let them get off the hook. Like, I would think, like, Dabble should be a smarter coach than this. You never give the uh, opponent any kind of, like, firepower to use against you. That's very true. And and if you do do that, you come out as clean and prepared as you possibly can. And they did not, I mean, after those first four drives, because it went, you know, 14-14, after those first four drives of teams driving down the field, you know, Clemson couldn't get anything going. And now, yes, well, I'd love to talk about the questionable targeting calls. There was a questionable targeting call in the game last year as well, if you do recall that. Um, and I think the rule needs to change, but that's on, that's for a whole different subject. But you can't tell me that them just losing one defensive player, I understand he is a insanely good linebacker. You guys look like you were going to get... Your butt's whooped before that, too. You couldn't stop a nosebleed. And and credit Ohio State. You know, we I talked about it just a little bit ago, too. Trey Sermon running the ball better than almost anyone at the end of college, uh, the, the college season here. And then for Justin Fields to have that type of day, his one pick was, I mean, he kind of forced it. It wasn't that, like, a, a terrible of a pick. But when you throw six touchdowns, you know, I can overlook a pick. Well, he was also Trey Sermon, 193 yards. Whew. Dude, he, he followed that up. So they played against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game. 
and he rushed all over that defense. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird because Northwestern, Big Ten, loves to play against the rush defense, a little susceptible in, in the air. But Northwestern, going into it, had a really solid defense. I was like, maybe they were just overrated. No, Northwestern was not overrated. Trey Sermon's just that dude. You know, and, and it's crazy to think about, too, because, like, Oklahoma, he was on Oklahoma last year. They had a, they have a solid running back now, but they could almost have, like, a two-headed monster in that backfield with Trey Sermon and, and, and who they have now. It's And to think that you had a running back room that's that solid, that, that's insane. He, I mean, Trey Sermon being a grad transfer, you know, I think – you have the option to stay with everything in COVID, but with these last couple of games, he's he's rising up some some draft boards for sure, and he's making himself a lot of money. And you know, at this point now, after in a, in a week or so, he's fighting for a national championship. Yeah, and Travis Etienne though he was nowhere to be seen there in, in this game. Well, and I think that's credit to because we talked about before to uh, in in their other games that if you make Clemson one dimensional. They can't beat you, and they can't. They didn't run the ball in this game. They had 44 rushing yards. Yeah, well, we're talking about the same uh, Ohio State team that gave up what was it, 35 points to Indiana. That was through the air. Yeah. So, and and, and a lot of that was, I think, it was earlier in the year. So they they had a lot of uh, adjustments. Indiana didn't come out and say Ohio State's ranked below them, so that that has to help a little bit as well. And then you know. Penix um, and Indiana played from behind. I think they were down at one point, twenty-one points in that game. So you're you probably got some inexperienced guys in the fourth quarter, trying to just get them some experience for bigger games. And you know, a team that like Indiana that was pretty decent throughout the entire year had a chance to come back. And I think a lot of those yards were backloaded in that game. But still, for for this, this is this was an eye tester game for me for Ohio State. Now, I believe that the top four teams that were in the the two big New Year's Six games deserve to be there, mm-hmm. and Ohio State proved that. Now, we'll flip over to the other game, and Alabama, who handed Notre Dame a very, very large L. Um, now, this is an unpopular opinion. I feel a lot of people think um, differently from me. I still believe Notre Dame was the fourth best team in college football this year. Here, and this is my argument. Alabama is tier 1A. And all of the rest of these really good teams, you know, your teams 2 through like 8 or 9 are tier 1B. And now Ohio State can prove that I'm wrong, and Ohio State can move up to tier 1A as well. But your next best team ranked at 5 played Alabama earlier this year and got absolutely schmirked. Well, in Texas A and M, in Texas A and M, played a good bowl game. They won their bowl game. I'm not going to discredit <laughs> that they, too. Uh, or but they losing in the third quarter there for a little bit. Yes, and it is against North Carolina. And I'm not saying North Carolina's offense is terrible because Sam Howell, their you know dominant two headed monster at running back, is good. But they don't play defense like Alabama. They don't have three Heisman candidates on offense like Alabama does. I don't think that A and M puts up any better of a fight than Notre Dame did. Um, if you're a Notre Dame fan, this one hurts a little more just because I feel like Notre Dame has said to the committee, just you give us a chance. 
we played in, in a conference this year. We, we only lost one game in our conference championship. Just give us one more chance. And for them to get beat by 17, 17 points, it's not a ton. But for them to get beat by 17 points and for the community to basically be like, that's why we never put you in. It's going to be really hard for Notre Dame to prove that this isn't going to be another 17-point loss if it comes to next year or the year after that. When they're, you know, Notre Dame will always rebuild. I still like Kelly at, at coach. They're still going to be good. But if they're at, sitting at a 4-5 and a team with one loss it sits behind them, you know, I'm assuming Notre Dame probably goes out and is independent again after this year. But you have a team behind them with one loss. Now the committee is kind of like, well, we could let Notre Dame in again. But if they lose by 17, like how like how much longer can the committee trust Notre Dame? Yeah, like if and, you lose like six game, six uh, bowl games in a row that are like in the playoff scenarios by 14 plus points. On, yeah, on New Year's six. I think they yeah. got they've lost six and have been outscored by like 121 points. Yeah. And the thing that I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying that they got in because it's not like a, oh, it's a the coach's son type criticism. Like, because Notre Dame deserved to be there. It just that it so happened to be that they played a juggernaut, and every single year they're going to play a juggernaut. I would have loved to see Notre Dame versus Clemson again. I feel like that would have been a little bit closer of a score. Um, Notre Dame, Ohio State, you know, the way Ohio State played, probably wouldn't have been as close of a score. <laughs> but... You know, it's going to really come down to it. Now, after everything comes to, you know, everyone probably thought, in me including, that it would have been Alabama-Clemson in, in the national title game. And it's like, well, how fitting. The two best teams play at the end of the year. But it is the two best teams, but it's just Alabama and Ohio State. Foreshadowing that, you have to have, I believe, Justin Fields has to have the exact same game next week to beat Alabama. You have to be perfect. I bet he even Cammy and throw a pick even. Yeah, I you really cuz Alabama will score every single time that they touch the ball. Uh, maybe not. Ohio State's defense is a little bit better than 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 that, but they will score as often as they possibly can. Just because they're they're so evenly spread out, you can't take one aspect of the game away from them and be, feel comfortable that your defense is good enough to just stop the other. Because their run game's good, their passing game good. You know, Mac Jones as of late has played to the Heisman level that they've they've held him to, and it's gonna be you know it's gonna be different because Alabama's defense it is an SEC defense and the SEC has played some suspect defense this year, but. Going back to it, Ohio State, their two, their offensive line allowed minimal pressure, and that defensive front for Clemson's really good. And you know they're gonna have, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. I, I would feel like first round talent on that defensive line going into the draft. I think some of them will probably stay, but credit that. Ohio State offensive line giving Justin Fields time to throw, giving Trey Sermon, you know, holes to run through. And, you know, if that offensive line plays well, you know, we can talk all the accolades about Justin Fields, but it is a team game, and his receivers have to catch the ball, and his running backs have to rush for 100-plus yards 
you know, and everything has to click together. And if Ryan Day somehow, some way finds a way to be Alabama, then I think, you know, he has he has his thing where he can come out with his own list of who he feels <laughs> like is in the top 25. Oh, that would be the biggest story. He would just be like, uh, Jimbo Fisher, Dabble, all of them came out. They're like, why is Ohio State here? And then if they win it, you just like, they'll just like, you'll see all the memes come out. Well, and it'd be huge for like just the way that this year has gone. So early in the year, Big Tens uh, came out and were like, we're not even going to have football. Then they said we are going to have football. Then they're like, but you have to play a certain amount of games. So then Ohio State thought, well, you know, we're going to play, but. All what we can do. Then at the end of the year, Michigan backs out thinking, ah, we're going to pull the chair out from Ohio State. They're not going to be able to make the Big Ten Championship. Then they switch it. And now you're like, well, we haven't seen a big body of work from Ohio State. They have to convincingly beat Northwestern. They didn't do that. They still get in. And then you're like, well, now they have to play a goal up against Clemson and beat Clemson. They showed that. And now we're going to be back in, in you know the, the same scenario that we were last week and go, yeah, you, you did it all year. But now you got to beat Alabama. Yeah. So if they were to beat Alabama, yeah, that's – I mean, that would be the absolute icing on the cake for, for Ryan Day and that, that team. And that would be – it would be a shock to me. Because I'm not saying that Ohio State doesn't have, like, some absolute studs on both sides of the ball. I just feel like Alabama is just a little bit better. And I, I like Nick Saban's approach and, and game plan a little bit better. Uh, to be honest, though, I really think Alabama's going to win this game by 14-plus. Well, and you were, I mean, yeah, you were undefeated on your picks in college before. I think you're going to be wrong with that, though. I do. I like Ohio State to keep it close. The funny thing is, I, I think I've only lost two of my college picks, which is funny which compared to my NFL picks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we did a college pick on cash, I, you would be kicking all of our butts. And, like, you guys all watch more college than me. That's the funny part about it. Hey, hey every every squirrel gets a stunt, man. <laughs> and, hey, so, although Cincinnati lost, right, and they lost technically by one because they got that safety at the end of the game to lose by three. Are you convinced, are you on the boat with me that Cincinnati deserved to be in the top ten for most of the year after what they showed against Georgia? I believe they should have been in the top 10, but I think they were two rankings too high. I think they should have been number 10, not and, number 8. And I'm okay with, with them being in the top 10 if you're okay with that. But because Georgia at the end of the year, when JT Daniels came in at quarterback and got better, if you play the games that they lost over again, now, I again, I don't think the Alabama game changes, but they're, the other games that – they like either barely won or the the other game that they lost. I think they win. JT Daniels when he came in, and, and they've had a, their guy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Georgia was a completely different team. Yeah. And you know, granted they did have some guys hold out in this game, but why, just watching the game, you could mm-hmm. tell that after Cincinnati kind of give them the first punch in the mouth, Georgia's like, oh, these guys are here to play. Yeah, and, and and they kind of took it took it serious, and then that, you know, the ending field goal really did it. And and I feel because watching that game, I thought Cincinnati was gonna win from the f- opening snap until almost the very end of the game, and they kind of 
got complacent towards the third and fourth quarter. Now he also did make, miss that field goal in the sec- second quarter, I believe. Yeah, then that that does hurt. But if you don't play complacent and now on a drive where you're kind of hesitant to go for it or do a, a risky play call on third down, if you end up going for it on a fourth and short and end up scoring a touchdown, Georgia has no option. They cannot kick a field goal. They have to score a touchdown. And I think it makes it a whole different game. You know, I, I saw a picture. I, I don't know who it is on Cincinnati, but there was they were doing their uh, award ceremony and someone took a picture from – Super high ups and Raptors, and I have just the one Cincinnati player, um, I'm assuming is a returning player, just sitting, soaking it all in, you know, kind of almost like what this should be us moment. Cincinnati next year, if their quarterback uh, Ritter returns, Cincinnati is going to be in the top 10 again. I'm going to talk them up again, and they're going to play in a, I would assume, hopefully a New Year's Six Bowl game, and whoever they play, I don't care if it's Iowa State, Ohio State, whoever. Do not take this team lightly. They are very, very good. Yeah, but to be honest, though, I think, you know who I wanted to put at number eight, and this is the game it should have been. It should have been Georgia, Iowa State. I would have liked to have seen that. I feel like with Iowa State losing in the Big Ten championship game, they they had to switch it and, and do something else, which I and ended up being a three-point game, so you can't say that like it was like a – if it was a blowout, then I would agree with you, but with it being that good and close of a game, I'm okay with them not switching opponents. Now, I know a lot of Oklahoma fans would like to play Georgia and exact revenge from their bowl game, but, I mean, they've solidly handled Florida, so I don't think they're going to have any complaints there. But, I mean, you know, there were some other games, too, that were played. In the New Year Six, you know, you alluded to the Iowa State game. Um, you know, Oregon had over 250, I believe, offensive starts last year with their line. This year they had one start. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even last year. It was the year before that. <laughs> so they're playing with a whole fresh offensive line. You know, they have a – they're I think they were the youngest team in all of college football. They couldn't figure out their quarterback situation, and then Iowa State came out and had a solid game plan. And the whole Achilles heel for Iowa State for the last seven, eight years or so has been the special teams. And the special teams forced two turnovers. Mm-hmm. So when you can do that, and then time of possession was absolutely dominated by Iowa State. You know, 14 play drives, 17 play drives, just literally methodically drove down the field, chunk play after chunk play. And, and you know, you had a really good game from Brock Purdy, a really good running day from Brace Hall. Um, you got everyone involved in, in the receiving core. That was more than enough to handle Oregon, but... Oregon's going to be, I believe, their they're Pac-12 winner next year. Um, they show that they can beat a, a veteran U, U, USC team uh, with Slovis. And then now you have Brown or Shock. Or, and I think they just got a, a pretty uh, good freshman coming in as well. So they have a little bit of option at quarterback. They're going to be just as good next year. You know, credit Oregon for, for a great year. Just Iowa State played a heck of a game. Well, I still don't understand why did they switch quarterbacks, to be honest. So, in 
in I th- honestly, um, Tyler Shook he did run and got a first down with his legs once, but Anthony Brown's the quarterback in short yarded situations. He's more of a threat to run the ball, and that's why they brought him in. And then at they they had talked in the press conference too after the game, but once Brown started to get help or started to kind of get into a rhythm, they rolled the hot hand for a while, and then they brought Chuck in a couple times and ran the ball. You know they had mm-hmm. him just hand the ball off, so obviously he can't get into that big of a rhythm. But you know, and here's the thing: so he we get criticized for that if you lose. But if you run a two-quarterback rotation and the f- score is flipped, then all, all of a sudden Oregon's the smartest team that there is. So but I, there's yeah. still not many like examples out there that actually shows like a two-quarterback system works. No, and, and the only reason that Anthony Brown is even on that roster is because he grad transferred from Boston College. Mm-hmm. So this this is mainly throughout the entire year has been Tyler's team. And then... They brought in Anthony later and then against USC in the Pac-12 championship game, and he played well. And when you have that happen, you're kind of forced. You What are you going to do? Just be like, hey, thanks for winning this Pac-12 championship. You're just going to sit the entire bowl game that you got us to this point to, to do? I don't think – I mean, you really put your coach in a tough spot, which normally is a good thing because <laughs> if you have two dominant quarterbacks, that's a good thing. But just neither of them really had – a solid performance and that's what they needed to win but hey that's happened to me in high school though i've scored 16 points in the basketball game and then the next game not mean get off the bench it is what it is it just it happens and it's the crazy thing that happens with sports you know i mean i'm obviously super happy with how iowa state played and if i felt like honestly from the first snap to the last kneel Iowa State played a complete and total game of football, which they have, haven't done yet in the era that Matt Campbell has been there. And now we have won some significant games and some good games, but never played as dominantly and convincingly as we did in that game on offense, defense, and special teams. I would have to agree with you on that one. But, like, this is the same Oregon Ducks. I also lost to Cal and um... – UCLA. I Don't believe. downplay my win right now. I'm I'm kind of on a <laughs> on a high note. All of Cyclone Nation. It was it was a good year. It was a crazy year that could have not happened and ended up happening. And I'm gonna I'm gonna gloat on this one for a little bit, Cash. Just let me have my moment. Okay, I'll let you have it. Even though you did lose to Oklahoma just the week before, you know, by six points. <laughs> and that Oklahoma team also did put a whooping on Florida. Yeah, so. fifty-five to twenty on that one. Yeah. What was the all oh, of that and then the A and M game? I'm telling you, man. A, okay, so we talked about that a little bit too. So if you honestly think, and I don't think, I don't think you believe that A and M should have been over Notre Dame, right? No. Yeah. So if you, if you're a person out there that believes A and M should have made it over Notre Dame, this team was in a dogfight with North Carolina until the latter parts of the fourth quarter. Now, I am not throwing shade on North Carolina. I am a huge Tar Heel fan in basketball. I love Sam Howell. Um, everything about them, all the talent they've gotten from the NFL, they've given me the ability to make fun of Cash's Bears with <laughs> with Trubisky. No, but in, in all hindsight, like this North Carolina team is disgustingly good on offense, and they're going to be just as deadly next year, even though they have a chance of losing both of their running backs. But that's not Alabama 
across yeah. them from you, and you let them score 27. You won by 14 points. And you scored like 51% of your points in the fourth quarter. Yes, you would have gotten the bricks blown off of you by Alabama. So don't sit here and be like, well, we won our bowl game. We should have. No. Texas A&M, I, you, you have it with your coach. If Kellen Munn comes back, I believe he's a senior, so he's actually going to be, um, unless he does that with the COVID, the eligibility thing. Um, you'll have a good team. Uh, Spiller at running back is a freaking tank. They're they're going to be good next year, but you're not beating Alabama. I'm sorry, you're not. Especially what uh, what they would have replaced. They would have replaced Ohio State. Just think of that game if you switch Ohio State with uh, Texas A&M. <laughs> you thought they would have replaced Clemson? Well, no. They the the only the only one they were considering is Ohio switching Ohio State for Texas A and M. Oh, so they played Clemson. Yeah. I mean, the way Clemson played though, that would have actually been a decent game. If they if Texas A and M had to play Ohio State and Ohio State played the way they did, oh, they would have absolutely gotten spanked. But I because th- I think the main thing was that. Everyone was mad that Notre Dame got in besides Texas A&M. And if you went down the list, 5 A&M, 6 Oklahoma, 6 6 is Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, Florida. Could Oklahoma play a good game against um, Alabama? Yeah. I still don't think it's that close. Mm -hmm. Florida already lost to them. Um, We're not going to sit here and say Cincinnati, Georgia, Iowa State, any one of those teams in the, the 10 or under was going to hang with Alabama. No one was going to hang with Alabama. You just put the best team of the remaining, what it would be, six teams that were left from 4 to 10 that you thought would stand a chance. And that best team is Notre Dame, case closed. That's that's what it was going to be. Because if, if I wanted to watch A&M get beat by <laughs> Alabama again, I would have had them switch from um, the side of the converse that they're on, put them, with, put them in instead of Florida and watch them get the, the crap beat out of them in an SEC championship game, not in a bowl game. No, I'm, I'm not having that again. Well, I still don't understand. Why does the fifth-ranked team get the 13th-ranked team? That's That was kind of – and here's the thing. So, like, they should have felt double disrespected. Mm-hmm. Disrespected that they didn't get in, and then disrespected that they had to play a thirteen. And, and North Carolina proved that it was a better game than what people thought too. But if if you're that disgusted with where they ranked you at the end of the year, and with who they put you up against, I feel like you should have absolutely blown out North Carolina. And for them to hang with them and almost have a chance to beat them, yeah, don't don't. I don't want any Texas A and M fan to tell me that they should have been in the Final Four. Well, the main reason why Notre Dame was in the Final Four is just because they had that. They were actually good. Well, they had that Clemson win, too. If they would have lost twice to Clemson, they wouldn't have been in there. No, and so A&M's only loss was to Alabama. Yeah, 52-24. to But their wins against Florida was a good win. But then Mm -hmm. Florida ended up losing to Oklahoma, as we said before. And then their wins, oh, just strap in. They're really impressive. Um, <laughs> Vanderbilt, seventeen twelve. Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, LSU. They had a solid team last year. This year they're dog. 
Auburn, Bo Nix played horrible, and mm-hmm. they still had a chance to lose that game. And then Tennessee. You want to tell me any of those teams that played? Well, did any of those teams play in a bowl game? Auburn did, and they lost. Yeah, they got, I and think, destroyed. So. Arkansas would have played, but the their team backed out. Other than that, you played no one that played mm-hmm. a bowl game, and everyone that played a bowl game lost. <laughs> like, you're not – that's that's another thing that I think the committee looked at, too. Your non-conference record – are your your conference record of teams that were quote unquote quality wins weren't good? Well, it's kind of funny because you would think they finally joined a conference this year, and that probably helped them out because if they did, hold on, are you talking about A and M or Notre Dame? No, oh yeah, sorry, I was talking about A and M. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I understand where you're going. Yeah, with I'm Notre Dame. sorry, I'm thinking about Notre Dame. <laughs> but and, uh, the, and the, yeah. I think that's also what helped Notre Dame too is that yeah. they joined a conference and played a conference yeah. schedule and went. 10, what, 9 and 1? 10, 10 and 2. So, like, if you well, take out... their second loss was against yeah, Alabama. So, 10 and 1. But but the thing is, if you take out their Clemson win and you change their schedule from being in a conference to, like, they're out of, like being their own conference, they're not in the Final Four then. I could see that. Because, well, depending on what teams they played. Because you wouldn't... Every year you normally play Michigan, which this year is absolutely nothing. Michigan probably would have canceled their game anyways. Um, they always play... Army or Navy usually, so that one of those games would have been okay. I, at the time, I believe Army would have been ranked, and I understand you know you hate how the Army Navy games just because they they never throw the ball. I understand that. Yep. Um, they would have played USC, which up until that Pac-12 championship game was was outright winner of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And they gotta play, they play one more hard game that I'm I'm not remembering. But it's not Clemson, though. No, and that's yeah. that was the, that was the kicker. Their win against Clemson, I not that if they would have been had another loss, would they have made it? But that win against Clemson basically was their that Achilles heel for that team. Like, yeah, but no one else beat Clemson this year, yep. so that helped them. We'll see how next year goes. There was a lot of other games. Ole Miss played really well. Um, NC State, I don't know how they were ranked. They played horrible. Kentucky got a win there. Uh, we talked about that Auburn Northwestern. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, that Auburn team with Bo Nix. If Bo Nix plays bad, Auburn's bad. Yeah, and it, it's the exact opposite. If Bo Nix plays good, then Auburn has, has a chance to be good. Just Northwestern, man. The the Big Ten looked good in bowl games. The Big Twelve looked exceptional in bowl games. And then there's a lot of other games that got canceled, too. Um, but, you know, West Virginia beat Army. That was a good one. Mississippi State beat Tulsa. Ball State beat up on San Jose State. I thought that was kind of a shocker one. Um, Wisconsin, and they broke the trophy. We already talked about <laughs> Oklahoma. It's yeah. going to be an interesting season next year, too. You know, we have the – even in the, the Big Ten – or the Big 12, excuse me – with Tom Herman, Tom Herman out and Steve Sarkeesian in, mm-hmm. um, I think they literally called Steve Sarkeesian and got him to get the job before they called Tom Herman. It was that fast. Like I got a notification from ESPN. Tom Herman has been let go. I literally like took a drink of water and then they're like, Steve Sarkeesian has been hired. I was like, are they? On, were they on the same Zoom call? <laughs> like, hi, we brought you guys here today. Just so you were. Tom, you're out. Steve, you're in. Perfect. You but guys- like, aren't they like the same guy almost? To be honest. Uh, I th- I feel like uh, Steve Sarkeesian is a better offensive mind than Tom Herman is, and honestly, that's what Texas needed is they needed someone better to guide them. And I, 
I like I like the hire. You know, I I don't because I feel like Texas is going to be relevant. They 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 really were because I mean with Tom Herman they went five and zero in bowl games. Yeah. Like, I, and I understand that there's they with these bigger blue bloods in college football they hold you they hold themselves to a higher standard. Like five and zero in bowl games is nice, but we want Big Twelve titles. We want national titles. Mm-hmm. And I understand what they're going with. The talent level is there. Like, yeah. Texas has offensive linemen taken in the draft every year. They have some stud offensive linemen. Wide receivers that are taken. Running backs, quarterbacks, defensive players. They have the talent is there. They have an exceptional kicker, Cameron Dicker. Insane kicker. Um, with Steve Sarkeesian, I think it's just a, just a bit more than Tom Herman provided and that that'll give texas enough of a spark and i think they'll be just as good this year if not better to be honest i think it's the same as like michigan and john harbaugh i think it's the same thing and well the thing is too is with john harbaugh he's not except for this year they win all but two games a year yeah but the main game that they can't win is against ohio state yep so with Texas, I guess it is kind of the same thing with Tom Herman because their main game they couldn't win. They beat Oklahoma once in the time that Tom Herman was there, I believe. Yeah. But they could never win a Big 12 championship. Yeah. Same teams, basically, to me. I can see that. But I think with the higher FC, Sarkeesian gets them over the hump. I don't know if they beat Oklahoma his first year because Oklahoma is coming back loaded. That Oklahoma has a chance to, to be one of the teams that makes the Final Four next year. It, their running game is going to be just as good. They they return their quarterback, uh, who's probably going to be the quarterback of the year next year in the Big 12. Um, Brock Purdy will give him a, a run of his money, but I think Spencer Rattler is just going to have the weapons to do so. You know, the, they came off an emotional high, and I think they keep riding that wave against Florida. And I think with a full offseason – That'll be a team to to look for uh, if you do any pre-betting of a team that didn't make the the Final Four this year. That'll make the Final Four next year. No, nah, I'll just bet on Alabama again. <laughs> okay, you win a dollar. <laughs> put a dollar and win a dollar. That's Yeah. yeah they're going to be the favorite. But, you know, that was as weird of a season in college football. I thought the ending – and we still haven't had the the final ending of it because we don't have a national championship yet. Well, that'll be next week. But I felt like the ending in the bowl games were what we needed. Like, there was a lot of drama, a lot of craziness that happened. And, you know, I, I feel in a better place just because my team won, obviously. But I feel like it was a really good ending to, to the bowl season. So, but... With the ending of this bowl season, we understand that the start of the NFL playoffs are next week, and we finally figured out who is in. Now, the main game I want to talk about is the game that happened last night, or the game that kind of happened last night until Doug Peterson didn't want it to happen <laughs> and and stuff, but Cashew Bears made it. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. We, we got destroyed by, like, what was it like 20 points yeah. lost the mvp man yeah but getting destroyed is never good especially to get to the super bowl you probably have to go past the packers even though they're on the other side of the bracket 
like yeah, it's definitely not a good momentum boost to go yeah. into the playoffs. But you, got, you did you make go it. The Saints too. You did make it. <laughs> so yeah, so the playoff um, brackets uh, for Saturday the ninth. You have Indy who made it over Miami at Buffalo. I think that's actually a really intriguing matchup. Um, you have the Rams at the Seahawks, a division rivalry, and then Tampa Bay at Washington, which Tampa Bay without a linebacker, you know, Tom's getting up there in age. This is a if 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 Tom wants to win, it's obviously it starts in Washington. You know, as ugly as Washington played, they have a chance. They have a defense, Sim. They do have a defense. If the Bears can beat uh, the against Tampa Bay by one point, I think Washington can. Yeah, and then you go to the Sunday games, which I feel like get almost even better. You have Baltimore, Tennessee, the game of the the game of the run game with you know Lamar and that rushing attack on one side, and then obviously the Mister Two Thousand on the other side with Derrick Henry. Then you have your Bears at the Saints. Drew Brees isn't the same Drew Brees as you've seen before. You're not having to play with a full stadium of fans in New Orleans. If you can have Mitchell Trubisky play a good game and your defense steps up. And we only lost by one point earlier in the year. There's a chance. And then Cleveland at Pittsburgh, that game happened last week, so we get a rematch of it. I would I would hope, as you know, I'm not a fan of either team, I hope that Cleveland gets most of their players back from COVID protocol and that because obviously you're going to be playing against a fully healthy Pittsburgh Steelers team, but yeah. don't kind of like the, the Browns they're they've made the playoffs since 2002, mm-hmm. right? 2002. I was like barely in grade school. I wasn't even in grade school. Like that is such a long time. And then, for Baker to get drafted after everything that happened at the end of his time at Oklahoma into the, you know, with with the run-in with the law that one time, and, and everyone's like, oh, no, it's another Johnny Manziel. For him to do what he did in the four years that he's been in Cleveland is really, really impressive. I don't care if you hate the guy or love the guy. For, for him to bring a playoff game, not a home game, obviously, but to, for him to bring a playoff game, back to the city of Cleveland. Like, I know everyone in the state of Ohio loves him. He, he gained my respect a lot. I mean, I do like the the guy at quarterback, you know, and, and he's, he's a gritty guy. Like, I feel like he gives you enough to win, and the team rallies around him. And this Steelers team has not impressed me all year. Yeah, but you're talking about... Cleveland won against the Steelers by two points, and Mason Rudolph was the starting quarterback. Okay. Who was the leading receiver for Cleveland? Uh, Higgins. Okay. Odell's out for the year, right? Yeah, but you have Jarvis Landry. Okay. They have a healthy and full team mm-hmm. next week. If they do, Cleveland can score more points. And don't don't act that – so Mason Rudolph versus Ben Roethlisberger. What does Mason Rudolph offer that Ben Roethlisberger offers way more of? His mobility? Nope. 
His strong arm? Nope. They're the Mason Rudolph is a younger Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know about that. Mason Rudolph last year had more interceptions than touchdowns. But Mason Rudolph, okay. So, but Ben Roethlisberger it does isn't a wow factor at quarterback, is what I'm trying to say. I know, but he's he's not a quarterback that will do a, a lot of bad decisions. Mason just feels like he does too many bad decisions. So last year he went. I guess 13 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. So around like those Nick Mullins kind of numbers. Which is okay for a backup. But, okay, go look at Ben Roethlisberger's numbers for the season, please, for me. So 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for the season. What is his completion percentage? Uh, 65%. What's the most yards he's thrown for in a game? And who was it against? Um, This year you're talking about in games? Mm-hmm. He threw um, first week uh, against Indianapolis Colts, 341. Threw for 40, uh, 49 pass attempts and three touchdowns that game. And that was his best week ever since then he's been, eh, you would say? Um, Just last the last game he played um, was three touchdowns against the Giants defense. You're looking the wrong way, Cash. Oh, that's the opposite way. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he, actually his best game was his last game played before before that game. But the reason why they went on that losing streak was because two interceptions versus Buffalo Bills. Only had one touchdown against Cincinnati. He did uh, all, way, all right versus Washington, but wasn't good enough. So if he, just, if he doesn't do, like, turn the ball over and completes more than, like, 60% of his passes, they win usually. Right. And so the last time they played Cleveland, he complete, he had 100 and... 162 yards and a touchdown. Yes. He can't do that again. They ran the ball exceptionally well. But you can't do that again. I bet he goes for two touchdowns and has about 250 passing in the playoff game. And you think that's enough? Yes. Because Baker, he's basically has shown that he's going to be just a game manager almost, to be honest. I hope he's not. That's my one upset for the playoffs. Really? Yep. I like the Browns. My upset is going to be Washington. Nice. Well, I'm going to pick against you because I want to make sure I, I delete. <laughs> no. uh, but I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I think that the, these matchups were. Were really good um, going in, you know, and like I said, the game that left a sour taste in my mouth was the last night's game. Like the tank was on in Philly, and it's really sad because I feel like they could have, could have, and should have won that game. And then when you sit Jalen Hurts and, you know, you have all this going through with – this is probably Carson Wentz last year because of how he feels about Doug Peterson. And then you have, you know, Zach Ernst sitting on the the sidelines after even, like, the janitors are gone, just sitting and taking it in because this could be his last time in It Philly. will be his last time there. They have Goddard behind him, so they are basically – 
said that they're not gonna bring him back. So. So it's just it's it was very sad. Like for, like, and I understand it's a business, and and that's what and that's what you do, but it's a lot of, and as sad as this is, because I think think Philly fans are some of the worst fans in all of football. But for the fans and for the players, that is just the worst way to go out. And I hope Doug Peterson gets fired, and I hope he never gets a job again because he is a terrible coach. Well, they already He's... said they're bringing him back next year. So, Well, and the tank is on in Philly again. You're not making it to another playoff game. I'm sorry. They, they He got extremely lucky with what they had. Nick Foles And magic. then Nick Foles brought them through. He's not a deserving coach to have a Super Bowl ring. He's just not. I'm sorry. I wouldn't say, and, and, and I'm not basing this just off of the game yesterday too. I've never, ever, ever liked Doug Peterson, ever. You're almost like uh, me and Cliff Kingsbury. Do you not like him as a coach? And see, I'm the opposite. I like Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> maybe I'm big. Maybe I'm Big Twelve biased. Maybe I'm Big Twelve biased. <laughs> just because he was a college coach, huh? But it just. I don't know. It's it's to see what New York did to kind of come back and regain their season just for Philadelphia to be like, ha, no, we're good. It's like it sucks that that's how it has to end. You know what I mean? But uh... like, I'm not saying that either team is gonna make a dominant run. I don't think that if Washington. Uh, or if New York were to host Tampa Bay if they were to win. I'm not saying that. But I feel that the team that deserved to win yesterday, of those four teams, the team that played the hardest and the best on all sides of the football was New York. I, to be honest, I don't know. Because I, I really think Washington was still one if Jalen Hurst was starting. Did you watch the end of that game? Yeah, like Nate uh, Sutfeld basically lost the game for him. was horrible. But Washington also went very conservative at the end of that game. They could definitely could have scored another touchdown. They did. They kind of did look at the end like both teams didn't want to win. Like they were trying to like give – there was a time where there was like three turnovers mm-hmm. in a minute and a half time off the clock, which I was just like, this is the most disgusting – professional football I've seen in a long time. I believe Alex Smith's both his turnovers were in the fourth quarter. I think. Yeah, and and that's the thing that's crazy too because like I I don't hate Washington. I I love the story behind Alex Smith and I hope that they win a playoff game. That'd be awesome. I mean because I hate Tom Brady. But <laughs> that would be a great story too with what we talked about too, him being the comeback player of the year. You know, hey, probably shouldn't walk, probably shouldn't play football again to him winning a playoff game for Washington after everything they've been through. I'd be nice to see. But, you know, it, it'll come down to to that, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But well, the reason why I bring it up is because they remind me a bunch of that 7-9 and Seahawks team that went against that Saints team mm-hmm. that wasn't very good on defense but had that high-powering offense. And it's it's there's a lot of similarities there between is, yeah. Of those two teams, yeah, yeah, I, I see it. Because like you have uh, running backs like Gibson, is he a Marshawn Lynch? No, but like that's when Marshawn Lynch was just getting all the fame. Was that after that play? That's when it all started for Marshawn Lynch. 
maybe uh, Gibson has a beast mode run in their game on the weekend. Yeah. That would be something. Well, and you're going to be a little heavy on that, too, because you already said that you're going to pick Washington. So Yeah, of course I'm going to say that. The funny thing is, what, Giants started off 1 for 7 for the year, and Washington started off 2 for 7. So Washington finished their season 5 and 2, and <laughs> Giants finished, dang, 5 and 3. Yeah, 5 and 3. Yeah, I mean, both of them had obviously better finishes than they did starts. And you kind of think, it's like, well, all you had to do was just win one more game in the beginning of the season, and you wouldn't even have this problem. And I do understand that. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. The, the playoff matchups are, are nice. Um, you're going to have to really worry about uh, the <laughs> those two teams that buys, though. I think those teams are going to be the scariest uh, of all of them. Well, I think Chiefs are going to make it. I think it's more depending on if Green Bay makes it. If Green Bay somehow gets Saints as their matchup, they're Super Bowl bound. The worst matchups for uh, Green Bay, I think, I would think it would have to be Seattle or the Rams, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think with Seattle and Green Bay, this is the history they have. That'd be a weird game. The thing is, is it's at Lambeau. And I like Green Bay at home. Now, you say that the, the Chiefs, um, have you not seen how the Buffalo Bills have been playing football? Yeah, but they're still too young. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen any day. I, I like that in the the matchup too, but, dude, the, the Bills are a scary team. And all it takes is someone to get lucky because the year Andrew Luck came back and rallied around to beat the Chiefs, did, did you think that the Chiefs were a better team than – the Colts that year, I would have said so. They had a better defense. Their offense was rolling. Was that with Alex Smith, though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Andrew Luck that game. Okay. I'm sure you took Andrew Luck when they were down 21 points, too. You take the better quarterback, man. So why in the Washington game are you taking... Because of the story, and also you have a forty-three year you have a forty-three year old you have a forty-three year old quarterback who is the best quarterback of all time, but a forty-three year old quarterback that showed that he doesn't know what down it is against Chicago Bears, and then he made fun of himself and showed he knows what down it is. <laughs> he also made himself a lot of money in the game too because he finished in the top ten percent of quarterbacks. So Did I think you see made- the crazy stat? He's he's forty three years old and he had forty three touchdowns this year. Whoa! <laughs> just said, don't have him play when he's sixty because be sixty touchdowns as a sixty year old that'd be crazy. Every year he'll get another extra touchdown, so next year he has to get forty four touchdowns. That would actually be kind of cool to see, but he's a. Uh... You don't always pick the quarterback, Cash. Uh. You just... It depends on the don't, defense, to be honest. Don't lie to me. Okay, oh, so now it's the defense. Because you said it was the quarterback first. Okay, now it is the, the quarterback, but for me, first I look at the defense. If they're like, eh, it doesn't really matter, then you pick the better quarterback. So in the Chiefs matchup, you look at the defense, I would say that the Bills defense is better than the Chiefs defense. The Bills defense gives up a lot of points. Because, let's see here. Gave up... 32 points to the Rams, gave up 
34 points to the Seahawks. Gave a lot of games they gave up 20 points up. That's not any great defense. That's like an ant defense. Okay. I understand that. I feel like they've played a lot better football as of late, though. And they're the only team, if I'm a Chiefs fan, they're the only team that scares me out of the AFC. Of all the teams. Yeah, because you're definitely not going with Steelers. I don't know, especially after what Jonathan Taylor did with 243 rushing yards. I would almost think Colts is probably the biggest competition. Colts or Tennessee, because Tennessee Titans almost beat them last time, last year, in the playoffs. Everyone almost beat them in the playoffs last year. They came from behind <laughs> in every single game. And Okay, the... but I'm saying those are my two teams I think has the best chance of being the Chiefs. Would be Titans and Indianapolis Colts. I feel like the Titans just aren't competent enough on offense. I'm more worried about the Titans' defense. Yeah, the Titans. I don't feel like the Titans' defense can stop. Yeah, City. They gave up what was it, 31 points to Houston the other day. And if you stop. And make them one-dimensional, which the Kansas City Chiefs did in their playoff game last year. At the end of the of the second half, they basically took Derrick Henry out of the game, and look what happened. I'm just saying those are their best chances. Because Buffalo, I I don't know Buffalo. There's just something off with Buffalo to me. I don't see like a powerful. You're a hater of the story, man. Buffalo and their. <laughs> Their season. The only story you like is Washington, because you don't like you don't like the Baker story either in Cleveland. No, because I hate Baker. I can tell you that right now. Oh, no. I think he's, he's not prick. Bis- he's not biscuit. I, Ooh, I, cash. Calm I, down. I started hating Baker the second he dang that one year in college football. He first put the flag down the middle of the field. Then he also clapped his hands in front of the face of the other team on the coin toss. Okay. The the flag thing I think is funny just because of the the rivalry between Oklahoma and Ohio State. The reason he did that is because they didn't shake his hand yeah. before the coin flip, and he didn't clap in their face. He just clapped because he was like, oh, "Okay, you're going to play that way." Then during the game, they took cheap shots at him. Then he ends up winning. He probably shouldn't have grabbed his nuts at their sideline. Probably shouldn't have done that. Still did though. I just he's. I, and then that's the reason you hate him. See, see I love him for that reason because he's just a huge troll. And, and also, if he can back it up, I love that. But again, I'm also a huge fan of Johnny Manziel too. So I, I hate Manziel. I just I I love a show. I love a show at quarterback. I, I do. I could have told you Johnny Manziel was going to be a terrible quarterback. Okay, way to way to be way to be able to tell the future when it's right in front of your face. He got thrown into a horrible organization in time with the Cleveland Browns. He also. Couldn't control himself. He's, he got kicked out of the CFL, too. Yes, and I understand that. And, he, and he's admitted to that, and he's got another shot to play football here just recently, and I hope he proves a lot of people wrong. Comeback season. But it is what it is. And I hope that you go to pit, make your picks on Wednesday or Saturday, whenever we do them, and I hope we pick opposite, and I hope you fall farther down on the leaderboard, and I hope I gain more more room. We are going to pick the six because there are six games, which it just works out perfectly. Why wouldn't there be six games? We pick six games every week. Ironically. I know. It's just crazy. We were, we were foreshadowing, guys. We're, we're, we know what we're doing. But we're all, we are going to pick a seventh. 
obviously going to pick a seventh because we are going to pick a national championship uh, winner uh, because that will be played on Monday. And I, it's not going to count towards anything because, as you said before, oh, I'm basically undefeated in college picks. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, man. Um, doesn't mean you know anything about college quarterbacks because you still think Zach Wilson's bad. And I know. I didn't say he's foresh- bad. Foreshadowing, saying- Zach Wilson's going to be picked up by the Bears, and I'm going to give – cash a zach wilson jersey if Just you want to, if for, you want to give all, me a zach wilson jersey go right ahead all he's talked about all year <laughs> it would just be perfect for zach wilson how many times am i gonna tell you we're not drafting a quarterback in the first round hmm? i wish we would if to be Z- honest i zach wish you wilson, were right if that zach we... wilson fell you guys in the second round somehow some way which there's no way he will but if he did, oh god, that'd be so funny. Everybody in these draft like predictors are saying we're going to get Trey Lance in the second round, second or first round. Ooh, be on in the second round, that'd be a steal. Trey Lance is a, it's a stud. He just hasn't had a bigger body of work because they only had one game. Yeah. Well, this year they mm-hmm. only had one game, but either way, you know. I, <laughs> And we we didn't talk about it because it wasn't a playoff game. But I was watching, and I feel so bad saying this as a fan. I was watching the Bronco game, and every time that they took the lead, I was getting mad <laughs> because I'm like, I want a top ten pick, and if we were to win, I think we would have gone to like twelve or something. Mm-hmm. Well, we take the lead by seven with a little over a minute to go. Raiders come down and score and go for the two-point conversion and win the game. <laughs> I've never been so happy to lose to the Raiders in my entire life. Because <laughs> that's the one organization I despise as a Bronco fan. Yeah. But we 5-11 drop below the Cowboys, and so we're, we're secured at the number nine overall pick. You know, I I like to see what we do with that pick. I hope we go linebacker. I really hope we go linebacker. So the yeah, definitely the Bears not going to go quarterback. They're going to be at least the nineteenth pick in the draft. And actually, no, they won't be. They would be ex- at least the twentieth pick in the draft. Actually, never mind, because Washington has the worst record. Unless Washington wins two games. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you'd be twentieth pick. You could hey, a quarterback could fall. I, I don't see, it. especially after they wasted the last two years without having a first round pick. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. You need to get some other help besides. Yeah. Especially, well, and that's the thing that like kind of screws you guys with how good Trubisky's been playing mm-hmm. as of late. That, That's not – I mean, it's, it's good because, yes, you are winning games, mm. except for last week, but it's also bad because if he plays good enough just to keep the job, you want him to play good enough to want you to have him keep the job. You want him to put up – I'm not saying MVP numbers, but put off a playoff quarterback numbers. Well, the reason why you keep him is you want to know our cap hit next year. Oh yeah, I know you guys are. You guys have a lot of money. If the cap hit goes down, we'll be negative like a million dollars. And if it just a, like negative one million or negative more than I think it's more than a million that they're going to be negative. And if, isn't I think the aren't the Falcons like negative like a there's a there's a team that yeah. I I saw the other day that's negative just like a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, and like if they even don't if they don't change the cap, it'll only be 179,000 oh, left. The Eagles. Oh yeah, the Eagles mm-hmm. are negative under like under the cap hit by a ridiculous amount. Yeah, but we don't have any money to spend because we have Allen Rob- Robinson. We're gonna, I hope we pay him. If not, you guys, 
that is the craziest part too in that game. He didn't get really targeted a ton. Yeah, he he didn't get targeted till like the the third quarter, I believe. Yeah, which I thought was kind of weird. It's like your best offensive yeah. weapon. Ah, no, your best offensive weapon is the. David Montgomery. And he's yeah. rushed for a thousand yards this year. You guys actually utilized him. Well, because Tree Cohen was hurt, that's why. Hey, well, in that that's what happened. I'm not saying Tree Cohen's bad, but if yeah. you give David the ball, he's gonna do work. Yeah, now we're paying Tree Cohen nine million a year. That's a fun source of money. Yes. Hey, well, I'm I'm not the I'm not the owner. The sad thing is when they bring Trisky back, they're gonna have to bring him back on like a one year fifteen million dollar deal. Yeah, because you're gonna have to franchise tag him. Well, the franchise tags would be more than fifteen mil. If we franchise a quarterback, it takes the that yeah, round. Yeah, it's of, it's the uh, average. I understand. So, well, I guess yeah. Then you would thirty million there. But here's the thing. So if he knows that, yeah, I'd I'd ask for that. I'd be like, yeah, I want twenty five mil. Then we're gonna be like, no, and then we'll just pick up Andy Dalton. They don't have the money to pay Trubisky, so it doesn't matter. And like they know he's not good enough to get them over the hump. So you're just going to either fully tank or you're just going to get somebody that's compatible to what he is, a, ma- a game manager. I could see that. Hey, there is a, there is a quarterback. Don't say Cam Newton. No, there is a quarterback that's uh, in your division that's probably leaving that I would actually – Yeah. I would hate to see him go to the Bears because I feel like he'd just waste his talent there too. But – Hey, let's, uh, let's let's give uh get rid of another two first round picks. First, we went from Jake Cutler giving up two first round picks to Denver. Yeah, I believe that Matt Stafford would be better than Jake Cutler. Jake Cutler just got a bad situation. But like, got... we've given up four years of draft picks since 2010. I'm not saying it's a like a great option, but I mean you get a more than competent quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah, but we're not going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl. We're going to have to do a full reset at some point here. It's if it's not next year, it's going to be the year after that. Hey, as long as you're you're okay with that, I I knew that Denver was going to have to do that right after their Super Bowl, right after. Well, Peyton Manning retired, and yes, which uh, they they had talked to us because, um, Elway took a new he's. Stepped down at GM, but stayed as president of football yes, operations. Yes, so, and they were talking that uh, it'd be kind of cool to see Peyton Manning at GM. I was like, I don't know if he'd really do that, but that'd be kind of cool. Have Peyton Manning as our GM? Heck yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Broncos wouldn't do that because they already had a quarterback. Yes, yeah, so no, I understand that. Yeah. It would just be like, if it's like, yeah, who do you have? It'd be like, well, running our ship are two Hall of Fame <laughs> quarterbacks. Who do you guys have running your ship? <laughs> We can't find a quarterback to play quarterback for our team right now, but, I mean, we got two of them in our front office. If John Elway could just draft quarterbacks, he would still be GM right now. Yeah, and I, and that's the thing is, like, with this. So if we get a new GM before the draft, then I'm kind of worried because then I think we at pick nine. I feel that the quarterbacks that are going to be taken are going to be gone. I don't want to trade up for one, and I don't want to reach for one. Well, you would have to pick, uh, I believe, you got the choice of Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, and Trey Lance would be the ones available at that time. And I, I've seen Mac Jones, and I'm not like disregarding any quarterbacks, but after the first two that are going to come off the board, nine is too high, especially with the the value that you have and the minimal value that you have at linebacker, which is the main need that Denver needs this year. 
I, I, I don't see Denver going anything but linebacker. But I've been shocked before. I mean, I didn't think last year they were going to go back-to-back receivers, and they did end up paying off, you know. I, I feel like we have a solid receiving core. And I I do think that John Elway believes in – oh, excuse me. I believe that John Elway believes in Drew Locke enough to keep him for one more year. Yeah. But to be honest, though, like the Bears draft class, every first round pick uh, for the Bears, I hated almost. Hated Kevin White. Shane McClellan hated Kyle Long, even though he turned out bad. I mean, good. I actually hated the pick, to be honest. Then what's the other one? He plays for the Rams now. Leonard Floyd hated. The only one I actually <laughs> liked was Rokron Smith. Well, we're going to have to like another one because you guys actually have a first round pick. Yeah, I don't know who. I really hope they go lineman. Yeah, I hope it's left tackle or right tackle. You probably will. That's it. This draft is actually kind of deep with tackles. Yeah, we need a left tackle. If you guys got um, Leatherwood out of Alabama, if he slid to you guys, oh, yeah, we're, freaking monster. We're taking him any day. He's fourteen. He's fourteenth on the draft board, so dropping six places is not terrible. And it can happen, especially with people that are going to probably try to reach on receivers and quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I don't want to get off topic of because this is a mainly just a, more of a football podcast, but you did see, and I think, well, may, maybe you didn't, but uh, the NCAA came out and announced today that they will have March Madness this year. That is good. And it'll be hosted in one place and one place only. Let me guess, Florida. No, a place a little bit colder. Really? What's what state's known for basketball? Indiana. Yes. So, in, in my guess is that they're going to have it at Lucas Oil, and they're going to have almost like a bubble. Now, with that being said, there's no way you're going to have a bubble with sixty-two or sixty-four teams, whatever you have. They're going to have to cut it in half. Mm-hmm. That is where I'm torn on it because do I want to have March Madness? Of course, I want to have March Madness. It's my one of my favorite times of year for sports. Do I want to take on all these mid-majors and these Cinderella's and these teams that have a shot of, of having a really good season but not making the tournament? I do not want to take them out of the tournament. That's what makes the March Madness so special. Yep. But you're going to have to. You can't have a bubble of college athletes, a ba- like a basketball bubble of college athletes. I mean, the NBA did it, but th- those athletes get paid. They mm-hmm. put it in a secure, lo- like an entire town basically yeah and they took all of like walt disney over basically. yes and that's not even they didn't even have as many teams as yeah. the, what they'll have in march mm-hmm. it's it if they can if the ncaa could pull that off and bring in the round and have a, a full 62 teams 62 right because you have the two playing games yeah yeah you have the full 62 teams and they could pull it off and have it without any covid outbreaks or anything mm-hmm I props to the NCAA, but I just don't feel like it can happen. The only thing I'm excited about is that we have March Madness this year, and that's going to be huge. Hopefully, we can. That's this is one part of the stepping stone to where college gets back to normal, and then once I think college starts to get back to normal in the sports world, everything else is going to get back to normal in the the sports world as well. Well, I also want a chance to make uh, more money because I, I would make my March Madness for my uh, work. And make it two dollars for each uh, bracket they make. So, well, there you go. 
Yeah, and then every – I mean, it's just a better time of year. Like, last year would just – like, not that I my team was going to do any damage or, or even play, but it just – you felt, like, empty, you know? Again, March, you're just like, well, we'll we can watch uh, – <laughs> we can watch reruns of what happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're sitting watching ESPNU and like Jordan's flu game was on instead mm-hmm. of watching, you know, Duke, North Carolina. It's like, that's not mm-hmm. the same. And I think that with this year, no matter what they have, whether it be, you know, the 32 teams or the, the full bracket, it's going to be normalcy. And I'm happy to see that. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that the NCAA was able to, to pass that and go through with that. So, I don't know if I'm correcting this, but wasn't that the same time though that the what was it AFL uh, went back up? Oh no, XFL tried to like do games this year during the springtime. Yeah, but they had to cancel theirs too. Like around March is when everything got hit mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah, because that's one time around, especially like around here when you had um, like the playoff basketball for high school. Yeah, and right after that, it they yeah were everything gone. went bad. But to be honest, it's almost like for them, the kids, um, I mean, kids, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm that old, but I'm not. (laughs) Back in my day. (laughs) But you just think back to those days when you had like four people all like in all the gyms right next to each other. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like that kind of feel again almost if they do it that way. Yeah, because you you're not just gonna have one court. Yeah, like have four courts. You think it's gonna be like an AU tournament? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so weird. You're gonna hear people like yelling out plays. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously there's gonna be no fans. So you're gonna hear like the squeak, 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 squeak of the of the sneakers. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be weird. I mean, it's just like gonna be like watching NBA basketball because I mean I watched mm-hmm. uh or even watching college basketball now. We watched. I was watching the the Kansas um, Texas game and the Creighton Providence game, and it's literally. Sounded like an AAU game. Just yeah, w- like you could hear the coach yelling out plays and in different defenses to be in, and you could hear the players running and yelling switch and stuff. And it literally sounded like you were watching a Ball Is Life highlight tape from a kid a- playing AAU. It was really c- kind of funny to see, but mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they do it because you can't just have like, all right, well, we're going to play one game on the main court. At eight in the morning, and then at ten, and then at noon, and at two, you can't do that. It's gonna yeah. take forever. Mm-hmm. So I was just I saw that come across my timeline. And I had to to share with you. I didn't know if you had seen it yet. I haven't um, seen it yet, so no. But yeah, Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, and Baker's Life Fieldhouse. Oh, that makes so, more sense. So then, yeah, you would have two. You would have two spots to, to host it. So it'll look a little bit like I bet they split those both those stadiums or whatever you want to call them in the halves. And have mm-hmm. two courts for each one, so you have four going at the same time. Yeah, I could see that as well. And then it did say too that uh, they are allowing limited family members, so you will have some people there too. So it's not going to be necessarily a bubble. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely different. I think they they moved away from the the bubble thing with everyone being in school for basically a full year after mm-hmm. the outbreak really hit. Um, if this were to happen later in the year uh you know or like where the the peak would have not been going over the vaccination weren't be out quite yet and i think they would have probably gone along those lines but i think everything's gonna they feel like the ncaa feels that everything's gonna be kind of starting to 
to quiet down. Well, they also got testing finally correct because if you remember back in March, they didn't actually have anything out for just even testing. Yeah, that's very true. It was all just the yeah, kind of like a yeah random numbering and everyone. Because I, I don't know if you saw it because now they there as things that you can buy that you can bring home and you can just test from your house now. Oh wow. But anyways, the only thing I'm worried about is because uh, winter is upon us and vac- vaccination like rollout right now is a little slow. Yeah. I'm wondering what's going to happen when we hit that, especially around here, that February. When when everyone kind of passes around the, the the normal flu. Yeah. As it is, yeah, it'll be it'll be different. Yeah, we don't unfortunately we don't have the nice weather where we we can avoid that. Yeah. And they're not in Florida and that they're in Indiana. In Indiana, <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. A yeah. little different. But I mean, like I said, again, credit to the NCA for, for being able to, to go through with this. You know, as a selfish uh, sports fan, I appreciate that. That's the one thing I will say the NCA did right mm-hmm. in this last year and in, in making that a thing. You know, like I said, we had a we're still not done talking about some really important sports. We have the these playoffs coming up in the next week and we have the national championship game as we talked to about as well. So we will end the podcast for now, but we will be back with a lot of info for you for next time. And I believe we've got some other guys um, on the podcast next to to do their picks as well. We hope. So <laughs> so it won't just be me and Cash. I know you, you, get, you guys probably get tired of hearing our lovely voices, but we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, keep the sports talk going.